What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Christian Sharp here with another episode of my podcast, Chronicles of Christian Sharp. Um, I hope everyone is having a great weekend here. It's really, really good that I wasn't up in um, Illinois, how I am up there for college right now. But the fact of the matter is I came home for the weekend and the topic that I'm going to talk about today. a matter of fact, this isn't just a topic. It's an episode, but it's not a topic. It's something very, 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 very. And I could go on and on and on saying very deeply about me, about this, what I'm going to talk about today. And so I'm just going to um, give this whole episode about Sylvester, you know, talking about how he was important to me, all that, you know, just talking about the little guy because I miss him already. And it's been since um, Saturday morning, you know, since we had to lay him down, put him, put him out, you know, but it's not, it's not, it wasn't a bad thing, I don't think, you know, because seeing a cat suffering is not a good thing. And when I saw him suffering, that made tears to my eyes, and I'll be the first to admit it. Like, I was crying a lot. And when I say a lot, I mean literally a lot. Like, it wasn't no holding back on the tears. Like, right out of the, right out of the, right out the jet, boom, I'm crying. Because, like, seeing how he is and knowing that if I have the power to take that away, that I, then I would definitely, most like, most definitely would, you know, um, Seeing my buddy suffer, um, that was just a very, very, very hard thing for me. It made me realize about life that anyone, like I, I already knew this. It made me realize even more that someone that you care about deeply um, can make you a stronger person just by losing them. And it can make you realize, it can make you realize about how and what you need to do to make yourself a better person so that when they're looking down on you from heaven that you can make them proud you can you can make their legacy even better by and you can make them proud of you you know just showing how much you care how much you appreciate them so i came home uh friday night and this is before the saturday morning like at midnight and all that midnight of saturday morning and i came home about i got dropped off by cuz Drees, you know. Um, so, what basically happened was I came in the door. Sly was at the right at the door, and he greets me as usual. You know, his little cute meow, little adorable meow. And then mom comes up to the door. So mom comes up to the door, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to see you all." You know, just stuff like that. Cause like, who wouldn't be happy to see family? You know, and so. Um, I didn't see Sylvester and it was really, really, really peculiar. And I was puzzled at first because he's usually at the door. I used to call him the Walmart greeter. So, um, I asked my mom, I was like, Oh, so where's Sylvester? And she went from smiling, literally had a smile on her face to a straight look on her face. And you want to know what she told me? She told me he's upstairs and I went upstairs and I looked, I happy, I just felt a I just felt something told me, you know, went in the restroom, well, went in our bathroom. And he was in the sink. And for those of you that do not know about cats um, or even just animals, period, when they're at their last stage of life, you know, they try to find somewhere peaceful, try to find somewhere peaceful to rest in peace at. You know, they try to they try to find somewhere 
to where they can just be at peace. Like say it's an animal out in the wild. They try to they try to find a place to where they can die in peace and um so they won't like get chased by predators or predators or anything. But in this case, my cat chose the sink. Um and I know that my cat that I have before, Nikki, she um she chose up under my mom's bed. And so that that was like it's like a reminiscing scene, like in a bad way, because I've already known, I've already know, known about that, you know, should have used proper grammar, but I shouldn't, I should have known about that, you know, um, that they choose a place to where they're going to die at, you know, and then they stay in that place. There, there's no eating at all. There's no drinking. There's no nothing, you know, they, they're, they're just going to be there. Like they're, they're shutting down. And they're just going to stay there. So he's up in the sink. And I saw blood when he, like, when he saw me, he knew who I was. He he knew absolutely who I was. I'm I'm his big brother, you know. Like, even though I'm not a cat, I consider him my brother because of what we've been through, you know. Um, he, he was laying down when I first saw him. And then he rose up. He tried to stand up. And when he did, he was shaking. He couldn't barely stand up, you know. Um, his meow... It's usually like a meow. And now when he tries to meow and tries to acknowledge me and speak to me and say, hey, bro, what's up, man? You want to know what his smile, uh, well, not smile. You want to know what his meow sounded like? His meow sounded like this. Meow. Like, like he could not, he didn't have the strength to barely stand up or talk or anything like that to me, you know, how he usually would. So it was kind of surreal in a bad way because I was like, in my mind, I'm just like, damn, like, I'm glad, like, it, I'm very glad I came home because I couldn't stand to be up in another state, up in Illinois, and knowing about my buddy suffering. So, I'm not gonna lie, I bust into tears and I hug him. I don't like squeeze him because, like, you know, that'd be bad. He's brittle, and so I tell mom, and I'm like, mom, we gotta do something about this, and my mom. All of a sudden, it's like, we don't have the money for this. And I, I totally understand that because my mom and all of us have it hard. You know, we're not Bill Gates, you know. So um, I say, want to know what I said? I said to her, however much it costs, mom, like, we have to do something about this. We could take him right now. Like, I don't care how much it is. I will take him. I will pay for it. Like, it does not matter. It's my bro. I do anything for him, you know. So, mom looked it up. Well, she called. She looked it up, and then she called him and said it's seventy five dollars for them to do the process. So, my mom gets the carrier thingy from the basement. We put him in the carrier carrier with the towel that could keep him warm and all that. She holds him gently so that because he's very very brittle. Put him in the carrier. We drive about a fifteen minute drive, maybe. Um, Somewhere in Indianapolis. I I don't know. I just know it's 15 minutes away. But so we get there, you know, we explain what happened. We know he was bleeding eternally because in the sink, there was there was blood in the sink. And like, that's 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 not normal. And it was so bad to where he was peeing and using the and doing number two in the sink, you know, that's how, you know, they're at their last stage. If they don't get up and go to the bathroom and they just do it right there, like. You want to know how that made me feel? That made me feel like, like, I can clean that up any day, but it's just, 
when that happens, you know they're at their last day. So you're like, damn, like, is this really happening right now? Like, come on now. And so we got there, um, had that happen. And so they asked, asked me and my mom if we wanted to be in the room. If we wanted to be in the room while the euthanization was happening. So the first thing, and, I, and we both agreed to say yes because we want to remember this moment that, and we don't want to not be in the room. Because I have things that I wanted to say to Sylvester. Like, I, I just needed to do this. And so, um, basically, they give him something to get out cold, and literally, in a matter of five seconds, like, boom, literally, um, he goes from barely standing up and shaking and meowing hardly, because he, remember I told you all he could hardly talk, to, in a matter of five seconds, boom, he fell over, and it was just like, I'm just like, damn, like, this is really, really, really about to happen, am I about to lose my buddy that's been there since me, been there with me since day one, we grew up together, you know, um, and then, so it was like attached to his paw and they had to run up his arm. I think they gave him like, it was something that went into his heart or something like that to make him just pass out. So he couldn't feel it when they put the actual stuff in to make him, uh, get him put to sleep. So then they give him the other thing after the euthanization and that's to stop his heart. So the first thing was to pass him out so he can't feel it. So he can just be at peace, you know? Second thing just was to stop his heart. Then a matter of 10 seconds, the doctor had told us, she told us he's gone. And out of nowhere, I was just crying. I needed someone to hug, so I hugged my mom, you know. That was a pretty hard sight for me because, like, knowing my buddy not going to be begging for my food no more, knowing that he's not going to be sneezing on me, even though he it would be annoying. But in a matter of the sense, overall, it was adorable because of the face. He would give me puppy dog eyes, you know. So just just having all that was just a surreal moment in a bad way because, in a sad, bad way, because I'm going to miss that guy, you know. He meant everything to me. Every every day I come home, he was right there in my face. Now, there'll be a times where I'll just be like, bro, I, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be around nobody. But for him, it would it, it would be different. Like, I wouldn't care if he's around me. Because he'd just always be a happy cat, you know. He'd either be sleep or a happy cat or a hungry, begging cat. And I love all those things about him because, like, he was outgoing. Like, he would, he would greet anybody. He liked anybody. It didn't matter, you know. So just having Sylvester a part of my life this whole time, it made me a better person. Uh, it made me more patient. Because of the uh, the sneezing that I said. Because at first I wasn't so comfortable with the sneezing. And, you know, over the years and got used to it, you know. And now I'm just like, damn, I'm going to miss them sneezes. I'm going to miss him begging for my food on Thanksgiving, Christmas. Every day, <laughs> I'm going to miss him. Like, all the stuff he used to do. He used to love sitting in boxes, you know. Um, it was a pretty... It was a pretty sad moment for me, you know, and I'm still sad about it, but it makes us stronger if we can talk about it. And I'm doing right now. So I have no problem explaining this to you all because I know Sylvester's worth. I know my worth and I know how important he was to me and how, how important he was to me was a million times a million. You know, like 
I would do anything for that cat. That's exactly why I didn't have any, 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 um, I didn't have any problem at all doing what I did when I came home. Like, when I came home, sure, I was expecting a happy moment to, to hang out with my cats and my mom and my twin brother. But at the same time, this happening just made me stronger. But like God says, everything happens for a reason. It's all good, you know. Um, I can only trust in him. And we think that he, Sylvester was older because um, the doctor there, she told us that usually, like, usually, like, just the way he was looking, he looked way older. So when we got him, we might have got him, like, at an older age, but we didn't know because, like, the place where we got him had, like, guests on his age. So this whole time we went off that. And so it was just hard. It was just hard. Um, hope everyone has a blessed day. Thank you for letting me share just a brief thing about my cat and how I felt about him, about all that. So... Thank you, Christian. Out.